Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. We can't give them this much power in the cartoon world. A podcast, and I was told that if I did your podcast that I would, you know, advance to the next level. And we're podcasting and photographizing in front of the great... The worst gigs of their life are, are because of Mark Bullos. <laughs> Anyone want a husband? Free free to a home. Now it doesn't even have to be a good home. Just free to a home. Ladies and gentlemen, Andre the Giant would like to do his impression of Willie Nelson. Suck yourself dry! Alright. Hello folks and welcome back to the unbridled enthusiasm podcast we've been away for quite a while and why not start a new string of episodes stoner and the fat man none of back together (laughs) (laughs) how you doing mike we had quite the weekend already this uh is a pretty sad moment because we had an entire full podcast recorded with my new podcast recording system. But somebody I am not somehow recorded brr. over the first part of it. Okay, so I'm not that good at electronics, but <laughs> <laughs> electronics are my thing. Joe the stoner, is not good at electronics. Who would have like, thought? Like, you've been with me. Uh, like, we've had to share hotel rooms <laughs> where, like, you're like, Joe, what are you doing? I'm, like, holding the remote, and you're like, turn the TV on. And you're like, it's like, I don't know how. <laughs> I don't here, take this, get it away from me. But quite, quite the day. So we're working the comedy shrine, Aurora, yeah, Illinois. The comedy shrine. But we had an adventure today because I had a foreign exchange student from Ukraine living with us for a school year, and she accumulated ninety pounds <laughs> of things. Oh my gosh! Packed it into a twenty-five by twenty-five by twenty-five box, taped it, secured it, and then left it in our basement. (laughs) (laughs) And I somehow agreed to drive it to Chicago and take it to a Ukrainian shipping place. Well, it was just way cheaper. Like you, you said you looked up on you and I need to look up FedEx. It would have been three thousand (laughs) dollars. And how how much to take uh, the box uh, to Meest? Yeah, Ukrainian Ukrainian FedEx. One hundred and twelve dollars. Exactly. Done. I have bought. I have bought. I have bought. I can take care of your box. (laughs) Come, give me your box. What was your theory on how how Meest shipping was invented? There was a Ukrainian guy. Here in the states or somewhere that wa- not in Ukraine, and he was like, "I have books. I need to send back to, to Ukraine." And he's like, and he, so he calls up FedEx, and he's like, "Oh, well, FedEx, I have books. I need to send back to Ukraine." And like, and they're like, "Oh, that's no problem. Uh, it'll be uh, three thousand four hundred dollars." And he's like, "What three thousand four hundred dollars? This is this is garbage. This is ridiculous." And then I refuse buy, to pay your I money. Buy my own I, boat. I, I can, for that money, I can buy my own boat. I can pay. I can take my box and many boxes. You and know I'm what? Gonna... That is exactly what I am going to do. And like, and then he like just does it, and then like that's how Meast. I will go I'm with Meast. Lie the uh, the office space and garage 
Oh my gosh. We pulled up to in a nondescript Very nondescript. Park. Half Very the businesses sketchy. did not have uh, signs. There was barely yeah. this signage. We were like, we were looking for a place that we. Uh, it was yeah, like where white people go to get murdered. Like sign. And then and it was like we roll up and there's a the little window. tiny sign in the tiny window. I mean, thankfully One the truck. guy was actually super nice guy wearing a shirt that said Meast on it. Super nice guy. I loved. You walked in through the open door, and I was like taking a photo of the shop, and you were in the in the shot, and I was like, "Hey, Mark, turn around!" And you like turn around and just give me the. I don't know what I'm about to do, but here we go. Like, if you want to see the pictures from today's episode, go to Mark, uh, my Facebook, and Joe's Facebook, and you'll. My goodness, it it was such a great. So we're sitting in there. And we we have to do the paperwork, you know. Yes. Mark has to get give him the address and stuff, and uh, Mark's to make small talk. <laughs> to make small talk. I so, have such great small yeah, talk. We, all right, so there's a guy sitting at a desk, and we're on the other side of the desk, and behind this guy is a giant map of the Ukraine, That's and right. it's a huge, it's a huge map of the Ukraine. And I'm like, oh, where is where is the package going? Where does that all live? And uh, and the guy points out he, she lives over here on West Side, where it's and Mark Lviv. with his beautiful with his beautiful small talk goes, yes, I found out some things about the Ukraine, and one of the lives things in Western is Western Ukraine, and I go Eastern e- Ukraine has been ravaged by war for many years. And <laughs> anyways, and and you uh and it was one hundred and ten dollars, please. It's <laughs> like where were you expecting the conversation to go? It's so, Joe, I, uh, I don't think that uh, the last time you were on the podcast, we were traveling to... War Road? Uh, no, we were traveling to that casino in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. And it was uh, on 420. It was the 420 show. The 420 the show. The very herky-jerky 420 that, show. That audio is still hard to listen to. <laughs> I can only imagine. I. But it was... Uh, it was necessary. I mean, I was traveling with Joe Cocazello on 420. How it's, could you not record a podcast? It's kind Even of a special. Like the shittiest audio in the history of audio. Maybe so. you could give the audio to someone that's like a professional. And they come like, you know, like... Uh, I don't know if there's anything they could do to fix that. Make it audio. sound less But insane. now it's July 8th. You've got a new computer. I have, I've got a new computer, new A uh, new setup. Equipment. This is uh, a great I little... I have not seen you... Ages since 420. Yes. What have you been up to? Uh, everything's different, dude. I just, I'm just loving life. <laughs> I, like, Do you have any plans of going back to New York? Do you want to go back? Yeah, to New I'm York? gonna go back in November. Really? Yeah. I did not know. That. Uh, you know, do I, I? Hopefully, like I still haven't booked my tickets and stuff, but like, uh, pick up a couple so of shows. When, and, when you broke your ankle and mm-hmm. you left New York City, did you just leave everything behind? Well, I okay, so uh, I was in a transitionary period. Uh, I had just moved into a new spot after um, uh, I, and there was a relationship that ended, and so yeah. all my stuff was in, well, most of my stuff was already in boxes in my cousin's garage. Uh, in Long Island, because we had so are they no. Still, actually, you know what? Are they no, still in Long no, Island? No, right it was. Now? So what happened? No, they're not. So what happened was, <laughs> uh, I moved out of my the place that I shared with my. Uh, was that the place where it my was like fourteen people in, in an no, apartment in the no? But it's Tokyo funny. Business that's, cubbies. 
It's that's how New York started for me. That was my second apartment in New York and my last one. It was really it was a way it was kind of fitting of a way to uh so So wait, I'm, can I ask this real quick before you finish the story? Uh -huh. How much in rent did you pay a month when you were living in the Tokyo Cubbyhole studio Two, apartment? Uh I paid um let's see, I think I paid three it was like three hundred and something a month. And how many people were living in that apartment? Eight. Including myself. So the rent for that place was at least twenty four hundred dollars a month. Oh yeah, or was somebody skimming off? Oh wait, the was there? There was less after a while. There, you know, the the rooms were all different sizes, so everybody was paying different numbers. Oh okay. It, uh, that cubby was like this nook, <laughs> and it was adorable. It's all you need is a little nook in life, and and you had a cat. I had two cats. <laughs> <laughs> So your boxes were in Long Island. Where yeah, no, uh, no. What happened was I moved. So I moved out of. Uh, we lived together. We moved in together. Like signed a lease together. Like oh, I was like bananas, right? Like wow. real. Uh, and then like that ended, shit. and uh, in a terrible fashion, as they all do. And uh, uh, so I moved out. I had boxed up all my stuff. I had put it in. Uh, a friend's apartment that I was moving into and then some whatever she went down and then uh, so I had moved I just moved back into the cubby actually and was spending it was going to be until June and then I was moving into this other spot with some other people and um, so I hadn't moved my stuff from the old the old apartment that I was going to move into after so I so where are your boxes? So I'm getting I'm getting to oh, it. For Christ's so sake, I break my ankle while I'm back the in the cubby. The I I had my friend move the boxes because he had a car. He had his mom's Lexus SUV. How many boxes? Uh, a whole Lexus SUV's worth. Oh I don't know how God. many boxes that was. Uh, to my cousin's garage on Long Island and it, uh, at his house, which okay. he kept them there for my whole rehabilitation of six months. Uh, of, and then. We all went out for back to to New York for my grandfather's funeral. My dad drove out because he was going to drive a oh, bunch yeah. of. My condolences. Uh, no, it was it it was a long time cut. He like yeah. he he was like losing his mind. For he sure. like and that's like the saddest. Uh, it's difficult, man. But he was like a crotchety old man forever. It was amazing. Like he yeah. he hit, he hit many many good years. Like that was like he had. And like at the end it was his body was failing him yeah. and he just wanted to be with his wife and like that was so he, he it was my but it was so tough the same thing too he lost his wife and i just see him out there every day just kind of dude it's you know, uh you just it's you, tough man what you have to do in those scenarios is just be around for yeah. people like that you know like i hung out with my grandpa and we watched yankee games cuz yeah. he was a yankees fan for sure and i'm a mets fan that's, I, I that's do rough, not man. like that's yeah. that's love. I that watched. Is, that is that is love. Like I've never even heard of that before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so then and like came, I didn't sit there and say anything sarcastic. So you restarted your life. Yeah, you have an apartment, a car, yeah. a job, mm -hmm. a girl, a girl. Yeah, I just a new act. Yeah, <laughs> I, I gotta. I am so proud of you, Joe. Um, because. You the like the years act? that I toured with you. You like the act now, Mark? I just like the fact that you're writing more material, and it's fucking really good material. Thanks, dude. Yeah. 
I'm I'm trying. I like that Oscar Mayer Wienermobile joke. Yeah, I absolutely love that joke. The, the lazy Susan you, joke that and I'm you doing. You do realize that at this point, you have at least seven jokes in your act that could be merchandised. Oh yes, and you could make like a lot of money. Well, I'm I'm trying to be careful From a with shitty Susan shirts. <laughs> shitty Susan shirts. <laughs> to some kind of Oscar Mayer Wiener graphic. <laughs> with your name on it or something like I, if somebody could do a cart like a caricature of you driving the oscar <laughs> meyer wienermobile that would be I, killer uh i i really um i'm trying to squeeze into the animated world and i just i need an animator i have all like you know how many yeah, ideas i'm a one-man a think tank uh you are a one-man think tank <laughs> <laughs> and there's one thing that helps the motors roll, <laughs> and that is marijuana. Drugs. Uh, so what are your thoughts now on all of the legalization across the country? Loving like, it, it's dude. insane, man. It's, I, like, I mean, I'm we're really on that... the precipice of it just being next to cigarettes in the gas station. Dude, no, no. And I, I really don't want it to be that way. I, I like, it can't be that way. I, like, you well, have what, to what protect other the kids from from getting it and but what else what other way could it be i, I like the, the the way colorado went with the coffee shops and the dispensaries okay. like so it's its, its own thing it's its own of. thing it has to you have to keep it away from the children you gotta police it and like and i i get the thing all right like it's the really difficult is like how do you oh like uh you get people could get duis for being high behind the wheel and yeah. which okay a i don't do it you need your senses at peak you're driving a killing Joe, machine you don't drive a car for half of the day i know as soon as you get to magic hour with the sunset yes. you leave the car i'm done uh, that's where we are <laughs> that's where we're staying the night so maybe you aren't the best person to say that you can't operate a motor vehicle kind of high no, you can. There's actually been studies that say that you drive better if you're stoned. I mean, you drive best if you're sober and had a good amount, eight hours of sleep. Yeah. But now, uh, then there's driving high on marijuana. Yeah. And, and, like, I'm not saying blasted. Tired driving has Tired to be driving like and drunk driving things. are yeah. the worst. Those oh are the two God, worst. The tired driving shit. It's worse than oh high driving. God, so man. just, like, it's very dangerous people don't understand that we are driving killing machines yeah people everyone is just like i want a car i turned 16 i deserve a car <laughs> i deserve a car where's my car i'm 16 they have no idea what they're doing they, you're driving a killing machine you just loaded your friends into a death machine <laughs> and now you're just jamming on the tunes and you're totally distracted and people are texting and people are eating yeah. and people are putting on their makeup take 30 extra seconds to do all that crap and then get on the road with the rest of us. You have a bit of rage I have, with people that drive in the left-hand yeah, lane. No, I have I have a bit of rage for driving completely because no one, no one a takes it seriously. No one takes it seriously enough. Like yeah. I, I am a good driver. I'm a responsible driver. Ten and two, you drive <laughs> at the speed limit. And if you drive in the speed limit, you stay in the right lane. If you're going to go a little faster, you can get out there in the left lane. But you know what? Get back over because and check your check your rear view mirror because there might be someone faster than you that wants to be in, like that it, that's be going somewhere. Like well, there's been like a real big spike lately in uh, in road rage. Yes, everyone needs to chill out. That video on CNN out. where the the motorcycle guy was kicking a car, 
And oh. the car tried to run him off the road, but the motorcycle stopped. Then he hit the median, came back. Was and that the one with the, the motorcycle gang? No, it was just one guy in a car were fighting on the highway. One guy in a motorcycle and a guy in a car were yeah. fighting on so the highway. So he kicked the quarter panel of the car, and then the car swerved to run the motorcycle into the median, but the motorcycle saw it coming, so he hit the brakes, missed the motorcycle, hit the median, careened back, and T-boned uh, a truck, flipped the truck, and the truck flipped like four or five times, and the motorcycle just took off going. Didn't uh, even stop. Dude, this... Well, we had a little bit of that yesterday where we were coming to the hotel and an old person was driving directly at us on the road. I mean, okay, but that terrifying. Is, okay, it was terrifying at the moment. And then yes, uh, this morning we went to go deliver yes. what is in the box, contents of books, please, <laughs> like, in, out to Meast. And uh, we almost did and the exact same thing. We almost did the exact same so, thing because these yeah. Chicago roads are weird as hell. A lot of roundabouts, a lot of double lanes mm -hmm. oh, hey, uh, and that they split off ridiculous, they'll just man. let's split off make any sense no signage so, uh we are in uh, no signage except for that sign that we saw that was uh where were we the, the uh, oh and that block of apartments that said protect our children drive 25 i love people how those people there signs. yeah they're just deciding that Forget about city council or this, the state or anything. We're taking it into our own We hands. have decided that our roads deserve to be 25 miles per hour. You like, know what? They, the law, quote unquote, <laughs> says that they just made signs of an office max. Right. It's, <laughs> and now, like. So I'm going to I'm gonna go down there and I'm going to make a sign and I'm going to put next to it. Uh, or whatever. No speed limit. Right next to it. Just fucking <laughs> you go just, crazy. You put a sign. You go, You put a sign that just says, uh, like, it's so it's their sign that's like, please, for the sake of our children, drive 25 miles an hour in this neighborhood. And then, and then you just put uh, a sign next to that sign that just says, uh, "We are back." Wow. Okay. So make sure you keep the mic down. I, I learned you something. Poppin princess. You learn something Pop new every day. Pee, ta pa. Pa, princess. Anyways, we so, had a little technical difficulty yeah. here, but we're back. We were talking about Terrible. what sign you would put next to Save Our Children Drive 25. What would that oh, no. sign say? I would just put uh, a sign that said, uh, you know, that there would be the sign that said, uh, please, for the sake of our children, drive 25 miles out or in the neighborhood. <laughs> and then you'd put the sign next to it that was like, or oh, whatever, or you could drive the legal, or you could just drive the legal speed limit. We should probably be better parents and like be you know more aware of where our children are and playing in the street because those kids should almost get run over just to thin the herd out a little bit. We have a a very funny new joke about uh, how every every kid gets a trophy and uh, and then that's not preparing them for the real world where oh everybody you have a real job no one. Not everybody gets trophies, <laughs> and that's what leads to active shooters. You're on number CNN, one, you know. You're number one. So they they actually show up to work and they try to do a good job, and then they realize that they're not number one. <laughs> that they're eight million four hundred fifty six thousand and one. <laughs> I, yeah, dude, I just realized how much I'm an engineer's nightmare. My voice is all over the map. Like it's <laughs> it's not really. It's just at the high thing the whole time. So and for whatever reason you like to stick the microphone inside yeah. your mouth. <laughs> I don't I don't get I don't it. Get it. I don't uh, yeah, get is it okay it. over here? 
It's perfect. Right there. It's perfect. I, so I could be like this, yes. just like this. 100%. And it doesn't sound. You could be even louder if you wanted at that Oh, distance. my God. Here we go. Yeah. Buckle up, buttercup. Perfect. <laughs> I'm learning something about microphones. Yes. I thought they were supposed to be over oh, here. Oh, God. And then I, I, I found out this actually is supposed to be over here. It's not a comedy. Like, this doesn't sound very good. These are this pretty. Okay. These are pretty good microphones. I well, I had no idea. Well, they're not that good. But look at this. I can actually do it like if, this. if a light is on near us or if radio waves are close, then what? the whole recording gets messed up. So that's how good these microphones are. Wait, Only hold on. top so... quality at the Unbridled Enthusiasm <laughs> podcast. So as long as there isn't a turned-on lamp, yep. or. A radio station. We or are tower. perfect to roll. So you have to be in the wilderness <laughs> is your prime recording no, location. Most times it's fine. During the daylight hours. Well, no, you just record in the dark if it's nighttime. Really? Yeah. Just shut all. You know, it's mood lighting. It mood lighting. You put oh, a like candle get some on. candles out. Welcome back <laughs> to the Candlelight Podcast, where everybody looks sexy as hell. Oh, God. So we are. In Aurora, Illinois. Aurora, Illinois. And I really want a hot dog. Why? Because Dude, you had a beef and cheddar and biscuits and Dude, gravy. Okay, and you've had diarrhea since yesterday. Agreed. And why <laughs> would your podcast uh, fans want to hear about my butt problems? My addiction to biscuits. This have, is unbridled I, it, and it unedited I, I and unabashed. An, I have an addiction, and that addiction is... Biscuits and gravy. <laughs> uh, I can't. No uh, matter where it is. Yeah, it, it. You remember when we did that show in? I think it was. Had to be somewhere in Idaho, and we, yeah, we went and to Idaho the bar. Along. We went to the bar to check in. Oh my god! Yeah, and the, they were having yes. their lunch buffet. Yes. And by lunch buffet, I use air quotes. It was <gasps> a crock pot full of chili. And a bag of tortilla chips. And I'm talking to the owner just trying to get the lay of the land. And I turn around and here's fucking Joe just mowing down on this crock pot chili. And that wasn't even the craziest part was two or three days later, we were in Big Timber, Montana. (laughs) And I go into my room. And I come out of my room to like go to the grocery or or get something to eat or whatever. And Joe is sitting in the back of a pickup truck, eating clam chowder that some guy just made in a, a hot plate stove in the back of his pickup truck. And I'm like, "What the hell are you doing, Joe?" Okay, and he's so- like, "This is the best thing I've ever had in my life." Oh my Sometimes god! Sometimes you gotta take chances, Mark. I don't take those kind of chances oh, with my digestive system. Dude, you still get the same amount of diarrhea I get. Like, well, it, that's true, but we we destroy hotel toilets. <laughs> we, it's there has been biscuits and gravy breakfast oh, where God. it's showtime, and the hotel <laughs> it, the, the show happens to be in the lounge at the hotel that we're staying at. Mark's been down in the bar in the showroom for like a half hour, forty five minutes. Sitting there, checked in, mic check. I'm the opener. <laughs> Nowhere to be found. Well, I think the most famous has to be the uh, the Idaho Falls Pizza Hut dinner box oh. incident. Oh. 
God, that thing was a. Oh, but that, that was, was actually a the literal funniest, shit show. The funniest night ever because that was the one and only time on that Stoner and the Fat Man tour that I got drunk. So we decided to do the drunk podcast. Oh God! And you just kept saying that you were gonna fuck my lamp. I'm the fuck whole your time. lamp. <laughs> That was the whole was, podcast. Yeah, I'm a you just going to take my lamp and fuck it. We were so oh drunk. My God. I think at some point. I and we got the hot dogs. Yes. From that hot dog yes, cart and you were so And angry. you got yours for free. Yes. I was so mad. I was so mad. I, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how Cocazella does it, but he gets the most free shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Wherever we go, it's just free shit all the time. And his excuse to me when I'm like, how the hell do you get free shit? He's like, you're not even asking for it. So how are you supposed to get it? That's true. He's like, if you're not asking for it, nobody's going to give it to you for free. <laughs> but you did teach me the like the first stoner in the fat or the second stoner in the fat mentor. The most valuable lesson about bar checks is to always run a tab until the last show of the week. Oh yeah! Never pay drink to drink. Just no always start a tab because by the end of the week, your whole job is to charm the staff <laughs> into just clearing your bar tab. You shouldn't put that out there. <laughs> That's probably not the best. <laughs> it's a very valuable lesson. Now uh, they're gonna see Joe. Now it's like, oh, coming. here he comes! Everyone, harden your hearts! Here comes Cocazello. <laughs> You're gonna be like. Uh, can I start a tab? And they're like, "What's your name, Joe?" No, no, no. You no they're like, "I feel you bad for other drink. Joes that are like coming to town." <laughs> they're like, "I just want to like start like I'll pay at the end of the week if that's cool." Oh, like, it's man. well, I I want to get into this before uh, before the close of the episode. We still got some time left, but I just we're at the comedy shrine in Aurora, and it's like the coolest like club I've been to in a while. I mean, what I am the absolutely hell? loving it. It's a comedy club and a comedy museum. It's and not even comedy. It's like a, it's a Hollywood shrine. museum. It's, yeah, it's amazing to all things comedy, and it's amazing. It's ama It's just they have a real flux capacitor, <laughs> dude. It's and like a life size Doc Brown and and, and those, uh, Marty uh, McFly. The Hollywood Squares uh, thing, and then they have this uh, Ghostbusters thing that lights up. They yeah. were both old. Um, they were old, uh, like, uh, slot machine toppers. From what? Vegas. Yes. Oh, my God. I did not know that. I know. Man. I found out last night when I was hanging yeah. out with Dave, the owner. And you found his Emmy. He yeah. won an Emmy. He won an Emmy. And For it's there. What? It's like a Where's Waldo. A kid's show or movie, I think. I have to. I forgot. I, I was pretty drunk That's last insane. night. That's insane. The bartender's there. The guy who him. owns the comedy club, or did own it, because I think he, he passed he it on to, his son, on to his son, won an Emmy. Won an Emmy. My God, uh, uh, he's he's delightful and he's really so funny. We were just hanging out. Uh, you go in and so it's the comedy shrine. Like you see, like all this stuff everywhere and like signs that are like "Please don't touch," which is really difficult to do after you've yeah. had like seven shots. It's like <laughs> really, it's real tough because you're like, "Oh my gosh!" And then you have to like ah, throttle back. And, like you're putting on like Nacho Libre's dude, mask. Keep, I have to keep my of... hands in my pockets when I'm walking around. <laughs> Uh, but he's but it's got, so much cool shit, man. Yes, it's like and Simpsons, Christmas Story, Ghostbusters. They've got two rooms in there: one Snoopy, dedicated to Charlie up, Brown, one dedicated everything. to improv. Uh, it's it's beautiful. It's insane. I've never be seen anything like. If you're in Aurora and you love like old movie memorabilia and comedy and that stuff, like 
Go to the comedy look up shrine. the comedy shrine and go there David because Beth. it's it's well insane, done. man. And you know they treat the sta- the comics there amazing and the staff uh, they treat their staff well and their staff enjoys what they do and that's that is huge yeah. and it's really other other clubs nationwide take look at look at the shrine as a model because it's really <laughs> it's beautiful now you really feel like you're an artist coming to town doing something instead of just that act that week and you better not you yeah. better not say the four words that they're like go have a blast and the, the crowds are are great it's really i love it i if you're a comedian you should be you know lining up to what? get into the to get into now the as, shrine. as far as your set goes last night where did it go wrong what <laughs> I did when did you off. feel like you had lost yeah, control uh, when I stopped using the microphone at one point. <laughs> there was a moment, but you, you got it back, but there was a moment Wait, in the middle where you did like two or three jokes back to back and things went sideways. What do you but mean? But you recovered very quickly. And I can't remember what the joke, the first joke was that sent the spiral. And then there was two after that. There was a spiral? There was a small spiral, and then you got him back. Do you remember that? I don't remember the spiral. <laughs> I, I blocked that out like a rape. Like that's took a shower, I cried, and then I think I was good. Uh, I, on the other hand, was a uh, was an absolute like unfolding lawn chair last night. I haven't done I hadn't done a set in two weeks. There was a I spiral. I was fucking forgetting jokes, and uh, it was just it was it felt very uncomfortable last night trying to slide back into my set but i feel like hopefully things will be better tonight i got one under my belt two more shows tonight hopefully i'll figure it out a spiral (laughs) (laughs) do you not remember you don't remember this at all not not in the least and uh really thought i had a what was the the joke that you did right after Henny Youngman. I have no idea. <laughs> I have to like look at my list. Today. Like, uh, is I kind of throw Henny Youngman in there whenever I feel like like uh, like what did it, was it? I the, feel this like is it had future? to do. I I feel like it had to do with uh, the whole letting ladies come first thing. Like there was a good laugh the in there, but like, joke? yeah, like there was a good laugh in there, like a really solid laugh because you had, uh, like trying to figure out the tip or whatever, uh, doing math and figuring out the tip. But there was something right after that. Oh yeah, there was a punny joke I took too far. It was like a I can't remember what it was, but it was just weird. But it was so like such a momentary thing. It was one the, joke. The rest of the yes, that was the rest of the act was you know like flawless. It was just that small point, and I was just wondering like, what happened at that point. I think it was like one of those moments where I threw something in, like you know when you're like, all right, I could do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then the crowd. <laughs> and was then the like, crowd's like, hey, yeah, nope. <laughs> <laughs> right, I always explain doing stand up as because people are like, what what is it like? And it's like uh, it's. Well, I have a joke about it, and I and this is, but the, when it's the seriously yeah. doing stand up is like being a lion tamer, because the audience 
is is the lion and they can eat you at any time. Yeah. And you just have to you just have to just at one point sometimes you're you like, got to give them the whip, sometimes yeah. you got to give them the chair. Like, and at say, some point you're like Hey, we finally figured this out, and we're like in a good place. And I don't actually need the whip in the chair anymore. And that's when the tiger bites your face off, yes, and you're like, exactly. "Somebody hand me my whip and my chair God back." Damn it. Where's the chair? <laughs> it's, it's it. We're going back to the chair. We're going back to the whip. And that's that's such a great analogy of what stand-up comedy is like because every comedian will go on stage and they just assume and feel like if they do enough good in a row that the crowd will just allow them I can put the chair down. Yeah. I can put the whip down. I can just We're allow good. myself to kind right, of Ryan? We're good. do whatever and try a little bit of this and that. And comedy crowds are are sometimes lenient on that, but they're it, it, they're very strict on listen, we paid money to see a show. Stop fucking around and like yeah. do the real stuff. But that's I I I pre I applaud that. You well know? yeah. It's it's the challenge of squeezing some testing and, and <laughs> yeah. some different like how far can I take them tonight? All right, they're all right, they're in. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, th- this is like the Marines. Nobody's getting left behind tonight. But it's like we are, and and it's not like the shows don't happen where you don't need the chair and the whip. Oh yeah. They happen a lot of times where a crowd is so with you that you're just riffing out of nowhere and like you know you come up with ten or fifteen minutes of. But that's like such a rare occasion. So delightful, though, to to, yeah. to be a part. Like, and this audience, the last night, the audience was grand. They, I like, I was able to. I was working out uh, that that joke about uh, about how uh, we raised a generation of winners, telling every, all the kids that they're all winners and everybody's a champion. You're all number one, and yeah. then they get out of the workforce and they're actually number. That about the the number like they actually realize that they're actually number eight million four hundred seventy two thousand one hundred and seventy one. Yeah, <laughs> and, the, and the, that part I riffed on stage last night. Like, oh, that really? Was, yeah, like that. Well, you do know that that number was not correct. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying. You like ones. added another thousand. Yeah, yeah, something. yeah. It was. Whatever. I feel like it would be eight million four hundred sixty seven thousand and one. Well, uh, no, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't. I, know. Dude, I was pretty high last. I night. can't. <laughs> and like, it was. It was great. Like it's. <laughs> I. <laughs> oh, Joe. I like it was great because I like uh, hung out with the staff and. Uh, you like, always hang out with. The I staff. love. I love the staff and the comedy and at great clubs did them even better. Within we were there for five minutes. We walked into the club. <laughs> And like, you were our best friends in. with the bartender. You don't rat them out as who they are. Like it's. I didn't say anything. I just said you were best friends with the bartender. I was best friends with the bartender, and then a different staff member were completely. You were best friends with everybody, with everybody. there I after with five them. minutes. Rolling last night, like it was. <laughs> I thought you were going to call anybody out. Well, we didn't do anything. Maybe just like, maybe his wife thought he was like really working. Oh, now you even made it worse. Maybe what? he wasn't supposed to oh, go shit. to Steak and Shake. Oh no, dude, I mean, you're really fucking. We this went up. to it. He, he needed to take me to an AA meeting because I needed to see what that's like. <laughs> right in a bit. You needed to share. Yeah, I had some. I needed to do the late show. <laughs> so, dude, yeah, I, I'm loving. Yeah. Uh, I I want to get a big slice of deep dish pizza. Can we do that? Can we Is do that, that a after thing? the show tonight? Is that a thing in Chicago? Isn't there like deep dish pizza here? Isn't that don't they have like a pizza thing? Maybe. 
Oh, yeah. Chicago. Isn't this where right? Uno's was started? Right. But I don't know if it's around here. Dude, it's, it, it's, we're closer than Minneapolis. We're going to be done at like midnight tonight. Really? The place is open at that point. I don't know. Maybe we'll get a pizza delivered to the club that we that can sounds, eat later. I don't know if that, yeah, that sounds good. Let's do that. <laughs> Any final thoughts on I'm gonna, what's in the box or Comedy Shrine dude, I, or I love, Joe I'm getting, getting high I can't, or hair? Sponsored by drugs. Sponsored I, like, by drugs. I'm at a weird hair place right now. It is a very strange hair place. It's uh, You look I'm, like Wolverine's younger cousin. I'm committed to... Oh, my God. I didn't tell you about this. No. All right. So I'm at a Walgreens. I'm buying condoms a while ago, right? And uh, so I'm standing there, and uh, there's these two old ladies. And I come up, and it's this, this young kid behind the counter, and there's these two old ladies. And they're like, I come up on this conversation of, I don't understand why you don't take checks. <laughs> and the guy's like, I don't, know, I don't know. Like, it's, I don't know why. I, it just, it's what they do now. It, it's in, and then do he's they like, even make checks uh, ladies, anymore? you have an email address that we could send your receipt. And I was like, oh, did you just do that to the old ladies? Did <laughs> you just, did you just, funny. I was like, you don't have an email address, do you darling? And she's like, no. And I'm like, just give her a printed it's copy. Needlepoint45 at yeah, hotmail.com. At comcast.net. <laughs> AOL. Uh, so what was the point of the story? So, so these old ladies, he hands them the bag. And she's got a walk. Like, there's these two old ladies. One lady had a cane. The other lady had a walker. And they're trying to carry out this big bag of like. And it wasn't heavy stuff. It was like three things of paper towels and a thing of Cracker Jacks. Like it was like real light, right? But they were still like fighting it. Cracker Jacks. So I had <laughs> Cracker Jacks. Couple so, paper towels and some Cracker Jacks. Cracker Jacks. Love opening a box of Cracker Jacks. Find the prize. Was it uh, some? Uh, was it a tattoo? <laughs> I love Greg and it, it was a bottle of water on a Charleston bar. <laughs> so, uh, so I was like, all right, here's, uh, here's like, how much money for, how much do I owe you? I was like, hey, ladies, could I carry your bag out? Yeah. And I had cash, so I put the cash down. And I was like, is that enough money? And he goes, uh, actually, oh, no. And so when I walked up, uh, he's, they're having the conversation Why did your about voice the checks. just change? I don't know. They're having a conversation about the checks. <laughs> and, uh, and he walks up and he goes, uh, you know, uh, you look like uh, like little Hugh Jackman. <laughs> that's, that's what he said. That's what I just said. I know, and that's what reminded <laughs> me of the story. And uh, and so, uh, like, I'm like, hey, ladies, uh, can I carry that bag out? And they're like, oh my god, you know, it's been years since anyone's even asked to carry a bag. Thank you. That would be so nice. And so I was like, D here's the money for the thing. I don't need a bag. Uh, like, is that enough? And he goes, uh, actually, you change. Uh, I have to give you your two cents. And I was like, actually, you uh, already did. I'm pretty sure you already did that with that Hugh Jackman remark. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, we're good. Like, and so I carried these old ladies' uh, bag out. And they were just like, you know, it's just been years since anyone's carried our bag. Thank you. Th I appreciate it immensely. Uh, like, uh, can, can you believe they don't take checks? Can you just, isn't it just crazy? <laughs> I'm like, I, I was like, never let anyone convince you ladies to get a cell phone or an email address or a, it's like or give up the checkbook for a credit card because right now those ladies they're unhackable they are unhackable. they are unhackable they cannot have their identities stolen they, unless somebody hackable. steals They've their got mail the right way of doing things 
I'm going to start. It's I'm, I'm taken down. But the, Joe, these are the same ladies that get uh, they get taken by the Nigerian prince over the telephone. Right. That needs a couple extra bucks and they need to pay their taxes. <laughs> Those are the ones that get pinched. Oh God, they told or they, you. They, they like they Google to the charities. They that... Google and find out like what their grandkids' name is and they call them up and they're like, Grandma, it's Billy. I'm locked up in jail. You need to send me $5,000. Billy, your voice sounds a little different, but okay. I, I saw this meme the other day that said, uh, it said police find $7.2 billion in a Nigerian man's apartment. Uh. And it turns out that he's been trying to give it away for years, but no one will return his emails. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Joe, thank you so much Dude, for being on the Unbridled Enthusiasm well, Podcast Stoner and the Fat Man edition. Is uh, please have when in the five or six weeks when uh, she gets the box. Yes. Can she please like uh, face lot face stream live whatever the thing is? Do we oh, put videos? I mean, li- is Skype. She want her Skype Not opening Skype, the box. Oh, uh, put it on the Facebook thing of like. I don't even uh, know. Like I, I don't even understand. Uh, like the box has to go to some kind of like shipping yard right because they're not going to deliver it to the front door of her apartment building or will they no they probably have a, a meast like there yeah and so she's and they'll get go a notification and, and like, they gotta go pick it up your this box way. has arrived <laughs> That's all it. That's all it's. Uh, they have an app on their phone with a notification. That your your box is here. here. <laughs> you can come pick up your box anytime, dude. I have. Oh, I, I like. I yeah. There's there's one. That accent is just so beautiful. It's so perfect. Uh, you do it well, Joe. Thank you. you do it the best I hang I've out ever with, heard. Uh, a bunch of. Uh, Eastern European. Uh, I have a bunch of Eastern European friends, so it's it's fun when we get they get drunk and and then I start. And the more vodka, the more your accent comes yeah, out, and comes out suddenly you're part of uh, the bratva. You're part of the Russian come, mafia. Come, come, we drink. Yet, <laughs> I pay. Oh man! Well, thanks for tuning in to the Unbridled Enthusiasm podcast. Check out markpulos.com, the Mark Poulos on Twitter. And check out that Road Hacks, dude. Down Road YouTube. Hacks on YouTube. Always a good show. Mark Poulos. And uh, don't forget to go for uh, for me. Uh, you could go uh, to www.tinytaxidermy.com. Uh, that is uh, that is one of my websites. Uh, also, you could go to cocosello.com. That's my family website. C-O-C-O-Z-Z-E-L-L-O.com. Next week, I will Joe Cocosello, be... brought to you by... Drugs. That's correct. Uh, next week I'll be at the House of Comedy Tuesday through Sunday. If you're around, come yeah, down come to the by. club. We'll, we'll Joe will probably be there on Tuesday at least. If I'm not, not banned uh, yet. Well, that's good to know. Uh, yeah, so uh, I appreciate you tuning in. Thanks to Joe Cocazello, the Comedy Shrine, and Meast Delivery, uh, only delivering to the Ukraine. Meast, Meast Delivery. We do <laughs> things to your box. <laughs> Tune in next time when we talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Tune in next time when we talk about. Who knows?